Hello, I'm Stuart Devine, and welcome to It's Not All Bad. Hello, everybody. We are in some wild and crazy times. I mean, things are going on in the world today. We're talking Ukraine. We're talking liberal democracies that are in trouble. We're talking school shootings, you know, this and that. So many different things happening. And it's disheartening. It is true. But there are also some other good things and maybe some things we need to suss out, develop, discuss, you know, get some of that Zen stuff going on here. Well, to help me talk about friendship, what is that whole thing all about? I've got a colleague. It's wonderful. Mika Bialdeveso Guterres. Okay. And I know I never say that correctly. You know, the weather here, Mika, is absolutely wonderful. What about in the Metro DC area? You know, I Coincidentally, it's pretty warm out here for what month are we in? We're in March and I think it's around 60 degrees and sunny, but the other week it was 30 degrees and so nothing makes sense anymore. Oh yeah. What is that all about? Is that, is that global, whatever it is, global warming, yeah. climate change? What's the, I don't know what that whole thing is all about. You know, I do know it's affecting something around here though, because clearly the sea levels are rising in certain places. Yeah. So Mika, this friendship thing. I mean, it's wild. It plagues us all in one time or another. What's what's all that friendship stuff about? You know, I'm thinking friendship, it's, I feel like people don't really think about it as much as we should. I, friendships, I think, is what gets people just like through their day-to-day -day lives, right? And so, I don't know, friendship, to me, I think friendship is just... It's like a weird, not weird, it's an agreement of just like trust, support, compromise, and then just like fun, right? Like, mm -hmm. and so I don't know. I think, I think a lot of people also don't realize that friendship is also a form of relationships. And, and it's sure it's platonic, but it's still a relationship and you need to work at it the same way you would a romantic relationship. And so, I don't know. I think people forget about that. So. You know, it's true. Uh, you know, I was, I was looking at one definition about friendship and it was just as you said, it was like, it talked about relationship. One definition had its time. It's like this, but less than that or more than this. And so you couldn't really pigeonhole in a definitive way friendship. I don't know. That's what I sort of got out of it. Yeah. I don't know. Friendship is, there, I don't think there is a way to pigeonhole because sometimes you just, you just meet someone and then you're, you just keep hanging out with them and then you all, all of a sudden you're friends, but then you don't, you don't realize that like you became friends during this whole period. And then there's these implicit things that go into it. It just kind of naturally happens. And I think it's just because we as people need community, right? So I don't know, but I think it's important and I'm happy I'm an extrovert and I can just make <laughs> friends just like on the street with my puppy. <laughs> that's how I, I normally like make friends. <laughs> oh, I hear you. I like that whole extrovert thing. Now that's not Myers-Briggs type indicator extrovert introvert thing. Apparently that's, that's not the, that scientific definition. Yeah, no, actually I coincidentally was a facilitator of the Myers-Briggs personality test thing. Yeah. So I used to facilitate back in the day, um, the testing in leadership retreats. And so I kind of know all about the Myers-Briggs. I'm an ENFJ. So I am like an actual extrovert. Like I get my energy from people. 
Like when I'm alone, I am tired and just like down in the dumps. And so that's why I got a puppy. <laughs> oh, 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 is that? <laughs> okay. For all you listeners out there, if you're lonely, get a dog. Okay. <laughs> Don't worry about feeding them and, you know, cleaning up and picking up right. whatever. Just, just get the dog, uh, you know, from Mika here. Yes. That's really interesting because some people are, as you say, ENFJs, and that means they do get that energy from being with people when they're alone, they're drained. And then you have the opposite end, and I don't know exactly what the four character, which is introvert. So introvert, it's I for introvert, E for extrovert, obviously, and then N for intuitive, ENF, F for feeling, J for judgment. And so intuitive, um, it's not necessarily like what it means. Intuitive is just, it's where you're getting your like perceptions from and stuff. And then feeling is I base my decisions based on like how I feel emotionally, not on facts. It's not black and white. For me, everything is very like gray. And then judgment or perceptive, which is the two options that you would get, is you're like super organized or you kind of just all over the place yeah yeah you know just the opposite of organized which well, is fine it's, it, it's it's interesting because uh you i literally uh thought you were with my definition on the myers-briggs type indicator i'm actually an introvert not the traditional introvert people think because yeah. i'm ready i can talk to people i'm out and about i like laughing uh, i like cracking jokes especially at my own expense but the truth of the matter is the only way i can get rejuvenated the only way i can get re-energized is i have to be alone and that's very vital uh, to be alone and to get that energy back because being with people it's a drain because i go to what seems no so natural to me that is engagement and my engagement is really all in not partial so that's a very good point. Um, whoa, man, boy, well, you're, you're this whole friendship. This is getting right into this, Mika. Okay. Now, I don't know if I have an exact definition of friendship. I'm with you. I just sort of know when it's there. I, I don't know. I, I, don't you have a tendency when it's there, you feel it. It's almost imperceptible in a way, but you know, there is that connection. Yeah. It, I think you're right. Actually, I think it's a, it's a connection thing because when I was in my master's program at American University, um, it's hard to make friends as an adult regardless, but um, that's like, we can talk about that after. But when I was there trying to make friends as an adult, I didn't really connect with people until I met my now best friend, Ivana. And and I think we just connected because we had the same, we had the same like, um, what's the word? Rising? No, not rising. We grew up the same, same culture. We're both Hispanic. And so we have similarities and we were just, we just understood each other without having to explain. And so that kind of just makes the friendship easier. And so I guess just similar values and morals and same way you were raised. You don't notice all these things are important, but it is. Well, I, I guess it is. Uh, even though you said it's a shared culture in terms of you sort of yeah. grew up together, you're Hispanic and all of that. And by the way, there is absolutely nothing wrong with that. You have people saying, oh my goodness, you should have more XYZ, uh, different ethnicities, different races, different genders, different. 
although I do agree with that in principle, yeah. but there's also nothing wrong with, hey, they sort of have a shared experience in cultural ways not to denigrate or put down other people. In other words, it's okay to have friends that have similar likes or similar backgrounds than you do, just like it's okay to have friends that have opposite backgrounds. In fact, that helps us even grow when we go to the opposite side. Uh, it's really sort of a tricky path though. Wow. You know, hey, by the way, Mika, it's not here. If your best friend is dating, oh my goodness, oh my, we're talking about <laughs> dating. If your best friend is dating, what may be, well, a possible negative consequence, you know, of confiding in that person? I mean, that she's dating somebody else. I think it's hard because if your friend is dating, let's say you're best friends, you were inseparable and then she gets a boyfriend or he gets a girlfriend, whatever. And then you don't hang out with them as much. I think it's just, it's hard. It, and, and I was this person in, in friendships before where I got a boyfriend and I only hung out with him. And then I forgot about my friends. And it's because I was just, you know, Stu, I just fell in love. It's not my fault. Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> Ooh, is this a Disney moment? Notice how I said that. You Ooh. know, I fell in love. Anyways, um, <laughs> but I did learn though that I can't just neglect friendships that way because then when things go bad in the relation in the romantic relationship with my boyfriend, I had no one to kind of go to, you know? And so I think it's a learning process with dating and friendships and making time for yourself, your friends, your romantic partner. I don't know. It's a whole It's it's a weird thing, although I don't know. Sometimes if you have a friend, especially your close friend, as you said, and that person is dating, it's possible if you tell that close friends, some of your innermost secrets, I don't know if that close friend is going to keep it to him or herself. You know, He's probably, probably going to share it with that boyfriend or that significant other, that romantic interlude thing. And before you know it, possible your business might be, <laughs> might be out in the street. You hope, hopefully that's not the case. But it is true when we have close friends, really super close friends, we do have a tendency to confide in those folks with the hopes that they're not letting our business out in the street through their significant other. I think the opposite is true, though, too. Like, mm. let's say your super close friends tells you something. I mean, not your super close friend. Your boyfriend tells you something or your girlfriend tells you something. Mm. And then you have to tell your best friend because it's it's just... <laughs> Uh, is no. that what we do? <laughs> is, that what we, is, that, is that who we That's are as humans? That, but what I do, I just, I always make, I always used to ask, like, can I tell my friend this? Oh, really? Yeah, because I don't know. They're part of my life. They're just nowhere. <laughs> you're like, no, Mika. So what are you saying, Mika? You're, you're literally... <laughs> You're telling, you're telling somebody else, can I tell somebody else about this? And they're like, okay, but why would you want to tell somebody else about this? But I can understand, you know, sometimes secrets are some of the most fleeting of all, wouldn't you think? It's just, it's like the whole concept of like, don't press that red button. Uh-oh, got to press it. And you're like, no, I'm kidding. Um, Obviously, a a super intense secret, I wouldn't be like, I must yeah. tell my best friend. But yeah. it, I think in the beginning of dating, um, when you're evaluating the other person, you kind of have to get help from your community, right? To evaluate the person. And so you kind of have to. Well, yeah. But what if, what if your friend Ivana said, hey, listen, man, I've got this toe fungus 
from like the the gates of Hades. <laughs> Are you going to go and tell Ivana, hey, Ivana, yeah, what's going on, Mika? Hey, can I tell this my boyfriend about your toe fungus? <laughs> I don't know. I honestly, this is hilarious. And I don't, I, I think Ivana, if she were to hear this podcast, I think she would laugh because I probably would ask that about her toe fungus. <laughs> <laughs> So it's funny. I'm much, I'm a very like TMI type of person. So mm. I'm an open books too. You can ask me anything and we can talk about anything because I'm just like. Okay. What? What's your shoe size? My shoe size is six and a half. Okay. I don't know if that's true, but I'll take your word. Heaven <laughs> <laughs> okay. forbid if it's 15. Oh my God. Uh, th- although there's nothing wrong with having a 15. There's nothing size. wrong with that, but that would be, I would look like a clown because of my <laughs> okay. you know? Now, see, look at that. You are not being politically correct. What do you have against clowns? Okay. <laughs> Automatically, you are anti-clown. See what I'm saying? No, it's just, it's just like my body is just so, it's just like I'm 5'5". Five five. So imagine a 5'5 five five girl with <laughs> size feet, you know? You would have a job in the circus just by, by, by being seen. <laughs> My goodness sake, man. Oh wow, wow. But me I know what? I took us off guard. I'm sorry. No, you you know, you're you're you got us in the right direction. <laughs> okay. This humor is it's it's wild. I guess we can get off the toe fungus thing though. Maybe that's not too bad. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> hey, what about this? You know, we always know friends, especially friends. None, no human is innocent, you know, whether they're wearing saintly robes in terms or whether they're, you know, Gandhi, or it doesn't make any difference. We are humans after all, and we talk bad about each other, okay? Um, I don't necessarily think that's horrible to a certain degree because this is normal. Oh, my goodness, you know, you know, ah, Stuart, did you know that so-and-so, you know, they had a lot of sweat under their arms and it was like dripping all down and stuff like that. You know, you're actually talking about the friend, but there's a toxic kind of thing about when you talk about those issues. So, wow. If you're talking about that friend, what else is likely happening? If you are talking about that friend, what is that friend probably doing? Maybe. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. They're talking behind your back as well, a hundred percent. But it's it's an it's interesting because there's venting, right? We need to vent sometimes, and and that can sometimes sound like you're talking badly about someone. But sometimes you just gotta air it out. Air it out. Air it out. It just air it out. So I think what's crucial though is finding a friend that will understand that you're not talking badly. You just kind of need to. I like that. Yeah, you just need to sometimes just get it off your chest because if you hold it in, then what happens to you? Oh, it comes out the wrong way. Oh, mm-hmm. my so that's what I had to learn. I just, and I also, I just, I don't like talking about people in general, but sometimes, like, I don't know, sometimes I wake up on the wrong side of the bed, too. And well, who doesn't? <laughs> who doesn't? Who doesn't? Exactly. Even if it's a single bed, you can wake up on the wrong side. Exactly. Exactly. But. My goodness. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that whole thing. But it's interesting, though. I've talked about people. People have talked about me. And I remember walking in when I was younger, okay, when I was walking into a discussion. I mean, literally, you know, because I'm walking where people couldn't see me. I was, there was no sneaking up. And um, the people there, including a person I thought that was a close friend, was saying XYZ, 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 okay? And it hurt, needless to say, but I still came into the room and there was the typical embarrassment 
from the people listening, but also from the individual saying the things that he said and never broke off the friendship. But what, but we did talk about it later on. And I said, yeah, actually, I'm sort of glad you did bring it up. I need to work on that. Oh, that's nice. Okay. That didn't make me an angel because I'm, I'm not trying to be an angel, but I do want to know when I've gone too far. I know, uh, you know, my wife says, Stuart, you know, back off a little bit because guys like me, we can actually smother a person because we like them so much and we appreciate them. And that like and appreciation, they sort of go hand in hand often and we can smother them and that can cause them to push away. So, and that was part of that discussion, by the way. And I said, wow, I need to learn from this. It would have been so easy to say, dude, how dare you? Instead of saying, you didn't want to tell me. Yeah. He's trying to protect my feelings. Yeah. Yeah. Man, these friendships, relationships as a whole is complicated. I think doing a social, social experiments with relationships would be interesting. Would it be ethical? Probably not. Mm. Um, I was going to ask you though, Stuart. So what would you do? What happens when you grow apart from a friendship? How would you would you want to bring it back or you just let it you just let it be grow apart? Well, let it be. That reminds me of one of those old Beatles Paul McCartney songs from like the 70s, you know what I mean? Let it be, let it be. Yeah, very good, very good. I, that's I'm going to stop right there so people don't start throwing eggs through the, you know, social media world here. Well, when they start growing apart, they hurt. Yeah. Because then you start wondering if you did something to cause it to grow apart. And uh, the pain can be very deep. And there are times when you grow apart and it's not your fault. In fact, it's a normal evolution. I mean, it's like, right? If you have a significant other, you know, your boyfriend that, you know, that you love or girlfriend or whatever the case may be, it can't be static for the entire relationship until the end of time. And friendships can be like that too. So it may hurt. And sometimes it's necessary for it to be that way. But I always want to leave the door open just in case the person decides to come back. And by the way, Mika and anybody else, friendships are just like a garden. They've got to be watered. Mm -hmm. And if you don't water it, and normally it takes two people to water the garden, okay, or the farm. If it's only one person, Somehow, some way, it's going to go south uh, pretty soon. Yeah. No, it's a good comparison, too, because I've been in friendships where I'm the only one. Hey, do you want to hang out? Hey, let's do this. Hey. And then I realize I'm the only one who cares. And then that makes me feel, one, dumb, because I'm like, why don't you want to hang out with me? Am I not cool enough for you? <laughs> Am I not funny? And so <laughs> why don't you want to hang out? And and then I stop, right? Trying to reach out and then and then friendships kind of dissolve in that way. So which is also fair. You don't have to be friends with everyone. Some people just aren't gonna wanna be your friend, even if you're super funny. So see isn't that the strange part? <laughs> is that people that enjoy relationships Sometimes, yeah, I think the people that do, you sort of have to step back and say, not everybody cares for your style. Yeah. That doesn't make you wrong or make them right or vice versa. It's okay because I, Stuart Devine, 
you, Mika, <laughs> don't, I'm going to butcher that last name, Mika Baldaveso Guterres, okay? Uh, well, that's true. That's okay that we may be on different planes. Yeah. That's fine. It took me, it took me a while to realize that not everybody has to like me. And I think I finally, for my 28 years of life, I finally got to that point where I'm like, okay, fine. You don't have to like me and I won't be sad about it. It's, oh, it was ooh. growth. It was growth on my end still. You'd be proud of me. Isn't that interesting? You said, yeah, especially when we know that we're trying to make the effort. We, that means anybody, when you're trying to make the effort to reach out to people, um, not, and not necessarily, have you noticed the effort is not necessarily to make a quote friend, unquote, whatever that definition is, because it's not absolutely clear, but because you want to be open and to a friendship, whatever that is. And when that person doesn't reciprocate, you start questioning one, oh, look at that guy or that woman or that person. Who does he think he is? Okay. I'm trying to reach out. Or do you say, well, you know, that's his right. If they don't want to have a deeper relationship other than good morning, then we need to get over it. Yeah. It's uncomfortable. Uh, I'm going to be the first one to tell you because I am a how you doing kind of person. And let me tell you what happened here, Mika. And this is a true story. A few years back, you know, I normally say good morning when I come into the office. Mm -hmm. I'm a morning person. I'm not really a night person. I'm not into why don't we go somewhere and it's 2 a.m. in the morning. Are you kidding me? I'm drooling from sleep here. Sleep is important, 100%. Yeah. I'm with you. Well, <laughs> here, uh, I come in the office every morning and I did my usual. I said, hey, good morning. This is a few years back. And the person said, you know, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> I kid you not. I don't want to hear it. She said, I don't want to hear it. And I was like, whoa, she doesn't want to hear it. So this is the same day, same day around 11 o'clock that day, the, the deputy chief of the division said, hey, Stuart, you got a moment. I said, yeah, sure. And he goes, close the door behind you. And I went, close the door behind me? Is this going to be one of those beat the crap out of stew days or something like that? Right. He goes, no, no, no. Hey, have a seat. Guy. And I said, this is not, he's not that way. Have a seat, close the door, sort of like what is going on. So he says, uh, he literally, he says, Stuart, you're a gregarious sort of guy, aren't you? <laughs> and I went, uh-oh, this is weirded out, weirded out. And I go, well, yeah, I'm sort of a gregarious guy, sort of my nature. Well, you know, a lot of people aren't like that. You know, they, they, they just don't care for that sort yeah. of thing. And so I, I asked him, I said, you're calling me into the office basically to tell me I'm wrong for being gregarious and try to tone it down on the good morning. No, 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 Stuart, you got the wrong impression. And now I think he was trying to say most people in our division are not morning people. He was right about that. That's a fact. Most of them are not. They don't get perked up until oftentimes in the afternoon when I'm, I'm like, oh, you're killing me. And so I was offended. I'm trying to tell you, I was offended by the fact that he's calling me in because we had people there that won't give you the time of day because their attitudes in the morning are so bad. And I suspect he wasn't calling them in. Probably not. Probably not. Now, some people are saying, Stuart, you've really gotten off the beaten path. What's this got to do with friendship? Well, it has to do with perceptions. Hmm. Okay. Just because I do like saying good morning and some people aren't like that, Stuart, back off. It's okay. And that doesn't make that person that's not a morning person uh, evil, okay, or anything like that, because that could potentially be a friend, if you will. 
Right. If you would just just slow down a little bit and smell the roses and figure out where people are coming from. That's what that, that's all I'm saying. Look, Stu, I would love a good morning from you. So if we were in the same office, you would say good morning. I'd be like, hey, good morning, because I am also Tifa? a very morning person. So you don't have to worry about that with me because I'm very perky. And like I said, I'm an extrovert. There's people. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, yeah, everybody. But I agree. People do get annoyed at me because of that. And it's not my fault. I just want to say good morning. Yeah, that's all. Um, I did have a question for you, though. Have you, well, I guess two questions. Toxic relationships, toxic friendships. Have you had one of those? Oh, man. Toxic, huh? Toxic. I'm sorry. You just bring up the toxicity. Wow, toxicity. That's almost like the toe fungus thing. You know oh, what I mean? Goodness. I don't know where the fungus thing comes from. It sounds good. You know, it really does. Um, toxic. In other words, do you mean in terms of it was toxic that I felt like I was being used? You yeah. know, I'm hurt. That could that could be one way to look at it. Yeah. Wow. I don't know if I've ever had one exactly like that because most of my relationships that I call friends, which are very few and you can count them on your hand, which I think that's just my, that's just me. Everybody has their own definite. You met people that say, I got a friend. The minute you say, well, listen, I know so-and-so I got a friend here. Oh, I know someone that's on the moon. Did you know I have a friend on the moon too? (laughs) It's like, dude, I'm not, it's not a competition. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever had a toxic friendship where I'm doing all the work and they're not contributing or watering the garden. How about you? I've not, I don't know if I've ever had that. Stu, well, that makes me happy. That makes me happy to hear. I'm glad that you haven't had a toxic friendship or a relationship. Wow. Hmm. I've had I've had toxic relationships where, where I was kind of controlled. <laughs> like I was, oh. Stu, I was brainwashed. I don't know how because I'm my personality is kind of strong and I, and, but I think that's now because I learned from that mm-hmm. and I don't know this, my friend controlled me and I did anything he said and it was mm-hmm. crazy. Um, and so I think with this whole friendship, because it started off as a friendship and like a regular charismatic, like just cool friends. Um, and I don't know what happened. I don't know how this man had the power to just turn everything over and just make me feel like I'm the one doing everything wrong in the friendship. So I had to work 10 times harder to prove that I'm a good friend. I'm, I'm a good at this and this and this. And I lost a lot of friendships because of that one friendship because everyone saw what's happening except me because I guess at some point in my life, I was a people pleaser. Well, didn't your friend say, hey, Mika, this dude, you know, it's it's not good for you. Why are you still with oh, this situation? Yeah. Everyone told me. Everyone, wow. my family, everybody. But Jeez, dude, I was brainwashed. I don't know how that happened. But but I bring it up because I think it's important to notice like toxicity mm. and then also just boundaries, like setting boundaries, you know? Mm. Even with friendships, if you don't want to do something, you don't have to. You know, that's uh, wow. Actually, even though the statement you just said is not prophetic, it is. I know 
you know, my, my wife, and I won't bring her up again about this, but, <laughs> but she's like, you know, people don't have to do what you want to do. Yeah. And that's okay, Stu. And it doesn't make them a bad person. Yeah. No more than you, Stuart or Mika have to do what the other friend wants to do for that particular time or for that particular day. It doesn't make us bad people, but if it's toxic, the way your situation was, that's not beneficial to both. And I do believe that friendships have to be beneficial to both. It should definitely not be this. Only one person's going to benefit from this yeah. while the other person's feeling pretty bad. Yeah. It was an interesting time. That's a hundred percent. Wow. Oh, oh, how about this? Speaking of boyfriends and all this kind of stuff. Okay. Now, if one of your girlfriends was hitting on your boyfriend, I don't know. You think you ought to maintain this deal or what do you think? I don't know. Maybe you need to get out of the situation. I don't know. You know with the friend or what? I don't know. Dude, I would be so confused in that situation. I would be like, what? Is, what has gotten in your head? Like, like, what in the world makes you think this is okay? Because I'm assuming me and this person, we're, we're close friends. So why in the world would she flirt with my said boyfriend? Mm. I think, and and I will say this though, a lot of people have uh, flirty personalities. So, oh, yeah. so that's different. If I know that my friend has a flirty personality and she's not really intending to flirt with this man, I get it. I get it. Some people perceive things differently. I'm from Miami, and so I, the way I speak, the way my I like move, is more. I don't know, more lively, I guess. And so a lot of people mistake that for flirting. And I'm just like, I'm just a Miami person. And so I'm just more, I don't know, a little extra, I guess. I, I don't know how else to say it. And so a lot of people here in Maryland think I'm flirting with them. And it's not the wow. case. I'm just a nice human being, Stu. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm just nice. So yeah. I had to learn that. So I would, I would try and figure out the intentions behind it because if you're trying to sneak in on my man, <laughs> that's not going to work. <laughs> oh, 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 look at you, man. Horns coming out. Oh, Mika, the <laughs> ultimate fighting champion here. Oh, my goodness sake. Yeah. So intentions, I, I think, would be the best. I don't know. Oh, that's true. Although, I just, I don't know if people really do that. I imagine some people would try to hit on the significant other while you're right there. And it's like, excuse me, uh, you do see me sitting right here. This is not an episode of that old show called Friends. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, let, let's, let's, let's drop all of that. Okay. Rachel, you know, whatever, you know, Jonathan, you know, Bob, uh, Mike, uh, you know, Tabrice, Laquan, I don't care what ethnicity. Let's back up from that kind of stuff. Fortunately, I've never seen that. I, I've never, ever really seen that. I don't think I that I remember. Um, I don't think I've seen it either, thankfully, because I wouldn't know how to react. I would be like, did, am I losing my mind? Did I just witness my friend flirting with my... <laughs> I wouldn't know how to react. So I don't... I'm sure it does happen, Stu, though. Mm -hmm. We just run in circles with people who respect us. <laughs> oh, I like that. Uh, I, what did you just say? Run in, what was that? Run in circles with people? What was we, we probably run in circles with people who respect us. Now, who are you supposed to be? Aristotle now? <laughs> Plato? What, what are you, the philosopher, Mika? I mean, oh, ooh, but guess what? I may be joking, but that makes a lot of sense. Why would you want to have a circle of friends that's just full of toxicity? Yeah. Full of, no. I hate to say it, 
but almost full of hatred. Mm -hmm. Why would you want to have friends that feed the beast? And I don't mean the beast of happiness, but does not feed the better angels that we should be. But there are people that absolutely love that toxicity with friends and heaven forbid the nice person, whatever comes in and it's like, what? Okay. And it's like, no, there's no what. Do we all have to be the devil? Yeah. No. What's that saying? Um, birds of a, f no. Birds of a feather? No. Feathers of birds. <laughs> Do you know what? what birds, feathers. <laughs> uh, are you mean, are we talking about chickens like from uh, Popeye's? No. What, what do you mean? Are you talking about um, peacocks? What are we, what are we talking here? Hens? Something about birds of a feather. Don't flock. they flock together? Flock together. Yeah. Oh my God, Mika. I you're supposed to be on Jeopardy. I thought you were going to be on that Jeopardy show, you know, whatever that show is, you know. Okay, in my defense, I yes. lived, so I was born in Bolivia, in South America, and I lived there for like seven, eight years. Okay, I want you to say it with an accent. Bolivia. Okay, just saying. <laughs> so, um, I know a lot of phrases, and um, what are they called? Anti they're not antidotes. They're whatever. Uh, 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 yeah, yeah. We everyone knows what I'm talking about. Phrases or sayings, mm -hmm. but I never get them a hundred percent right. That's I me. know like half of it. That's why I'm like birds of a feather. I'm yeah, like, I kept thinking she's probably thinking flock together. But what if she means something else, like the the yeah. bird that you know laid the golden egg, you know, and all of that? I wasn't really sure. I know. You know? So it takes me a couple minutes. But what I mean by that is if you are going to be surrounded by a bunch of criminals or mm. people who just don't respect people in general, chances are they're not going to respect you. Ditto. Right on. Like, that's that's normally the case. If you're dissing everybody, yeah. I'm pretty certain when we're not around, they're dissing us too. Exactly. Okay. When you're praising, not praising, that's not the right word for it, but when you're trying to be positive in general about other people when it's appropriate, they're probably saying positive things about you as well. Right. Um, and and uh, yeah, yeah, that's a very good point. And that, that, that brings up something here, Mika. Um, here's another story, okay? It's a short <laughs> one. I'm at a coffee shop, okay? People love these coffee shop things. Oh, by the way, they're true, okay? Because I know you like coffee or tea or whatever you're drinking from Bolivia. <laughs> but anyway, so I'm at the coffee shop and this was about roughly two months ago. And I'm not making this up, maybe two and a half months ago. And this woman, I was looking for a place to sit outside in the patio because that's where everybody at this coffee shop likes to sit. I couldn't find a space. So this woman says, hey, you can sit here if you want to. And I said, oh, well, thank you very much. So I continued my conversation and, and I appreciate it. And, and eventually she left and all of that. And about two weeks ago, this woman says, I'm talking on the phone. And she says, excuse me, excuse me. And I said, uh, yes, ma'am. And she says, you remember the time when you sat at my table and I didn't at immediately, but I faked it. <laughs> sorry, I lied to her and said, oh yeah, I remember lying through my teeth. <laughs> I'm sorry, I was lying to And she says, well, I don't want you to get the wrong impression about me inviting you to, to sit at my table. Yeah. I looked at her and I said, the person I was talking to, which was my daughter at the time, I said, can you hold on a moment here um, while I speak to I got a person that's, uh, I said, I I'm sorry, ma'am. Uh, and she goes, well, I don't want you to get the impression that I was, you know, that yeah. anything was meant by all of that. And so now you're saying, Stuart, that's no big deal. Okay. I, maybe she wanted me to sit there, 
for companionship. She, I don't know, whatever. You got to understand she was probably between 88 and 93 years old. Oh, <laughs> uh, and I'm like, okay, you know, I know you're getting ready to get this walker over here. Whatever gave you the impression that I was thinking something was going to go to that level. And yeah. I'm putting that in quotation, big air quotes. And it's like, lady, I, all I said was, no, ma'am. I, 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 That's why I called her ma'am. I mean, okay, can I be upfront with you? When she said, this is what she said, when she says, you know, you can sit right here, okay. you know. And I was like, oh, thank you very much. And that's when she said, excuse me, excuse me. And I said, yes, ma'am. She goes, well, you know, that time we sat, you, you sat here, I invited you to, I don't want you to get the wrong impression. And I'm like, okay, you're talking loud here. And there are a lot of people listening. And I'm like, dude, I'm not out here, you know, prowling the streets looking for, you know, 90 something year old people. I mean, I, I hope I'm a little bit better. Not that there's anything wrong with being 90 years old. You right. understand that? Right, 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 right. No worries. Okay, I'm just making that clear. <laughs> yeah. I want my listeners to understand that, not just Mika. <laughs> I am pro 90-year-old people, okay? And I'm hoping to get to that point at some future. But I'm just saying. I know, 100%. That's that's kind of sweet, though, that she wanted to make it clear <laughs> <laughs> that there is nothing going on. Honestly, I, I God bless her heart. Bless her heart. <laughs> True story. <laughs> what a cutie. Yeah, and she was there today when I went to the coffee shop, and I made sure that guess what? Uh, I didn't make any eye contact because I don't want to give any wrong impressions. Also, her memory is doing great. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Because I didn't. Rem I mean, I remember her, but I just don't remember sitting down with her. Yeah, good for her. Go, lady. <laughs> My goodness, go, go. I mean, you know, wow. I, you know. <laughs> well, speaking speaking of memory, okay, how. How would you go about forgiving and forgetting or forgetting and not forgiving or, or however you want to. Mika, you know, that's deep. Now, why, Mika, you know, that's deep. Why are you getting deep? I'm going to start calling you Mika Deep Bienvieto Guterres. Okay. I mean, you're getting deep here. I don't know. Uh, how would you do that? I, 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 what, what do you think? Forgiving and forgetting. Um, so I, I am Christian and mm -hmm. I'm sure as, well, I don't know if I'm sure, but whoever's listening, who happens to be Christian, um, one of the main things Christian people follow is forgiving. Right. And mm. I, yeah, I try and forgive wherever I can, not, not for the other person necessarily, but I forgive for my heart. Because if not, it, it'll just, it'll harbor and it'll get worse and worse and I'll get angrier and angrier. And so I try, I try to just forgive and then I don't have to keep that person in my life. So I, we can be cool acquaintances, whatever happened, happened. Amazing. I don't hate you. I don't feel anything towards you. Um, but I think forgiving is important. Not like I said, not for the other person, but for yourself. What about that friend that, you know, was, did you, did you ever find it in your heart to forgive or, you know, whatever happened? I mean, did you forgive him? You know, uh, that one, that one took a while. That, that took a while to forgive. And, and I did, I did end up forgiving him because 
well, I needed to, to move forward in other relationships because I couldn't, I can't carry baggage and bring it onto all my friendships and relationships and because it just won't work that way. Right. But I will say that one, that instant was definitely harder to forgive and forget because I forgave, but it was really hard to forget all because it was for two years, Stu. So oh, geez. Two, After all that time? So long. Yeah. But yeah, no, I forgave and I'm I'm a happy camper. <laughs> well, I it's you're you really are a strong person. I mean, I don't think I, I'm with you on that. I don't know if, if any of us forget. You know, it's really true because pain is something emotional pain. Uh, emotional pain is very deep and it scars. It literally scars. Uh, I do believe that in all of us, we probably have, um, this separate part of us, you know, providing we remain sentient and that separate part of us wants us to be angry. That separate part of us wants us to be frustrated. It wants us to be depressed because that's the only way it can be fed. Because yeah. if you notice, happiness is very transitory. Joy is very transitory. You, you, you're going to have that. We all have it and we look forward to it. It makes us feel good and it gets that dopamine thing. But let's get real right now. Anger, frustration, pain, disgust, hatred. My God, those things stick around for such a long time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, yeah, the forgiveness is probably, as you said, it's so that we can move forward. Yeah. The other person may or may not move forward, may not even acknowledge the forgiveness, may not even care, may try to gaslight you and say, no, it's you that should, uh, that uh, I should be, uh, you should be not what you're forgiving me. I should be forgiving you. Mm -hmm. You're the rotten person here because there's a lot of gaslighting, gaslighting in families and certainly in relationships. Matter of fact, there's gaslighting with nations. You know, yeah. and a nation literally says, no, you did that. And the nation comes back and says, no, well, what about you? Didn't you have X, Y, Z? Yeah. It's such a painful thing mm -hmm. to get past that. We may not forget, but the forgiveness, I like what you said. It helps us move forward. We got to move forward. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard, but it's the only way to continue to move forward. Well, what about this, this blame game? I mean, that's another fact about the whole relationship situation. There seems in some friendships, there's like this one person in that relationship blames everything else, everybody else, frankly, every now and then blames you too for whatever is their situation yeah. or whatever is their perceived problem, even when there is no problem. I don't know. Do you maintain a relationship with that person? Do we still just stick it out and hope for a better outcome? It's a hard question. It, yeah, I don't know. It, I have a bad habit of giving people 20 chances. People, I don't think people deserve 20 chances, but I, I don't know. Benefit of the doubt is always important for me and maybe 20 is a lot, but, but I think it comes to a point where you where you realize this person's not going to change and you're going to continue getting blamed for X, Y, Z. And so maybe you don't have to kick that person out of your life, but keep them at an arm's length. Just indeed. Just you're there. We're good. I'll be here, support you, listen to whatever you need to bend, complain about, but I won't be coming to you for support because 
there's gaslighting, there's blaming, there's, it'll be my fault. Something, it'll just always come back at me. Now, and it also depends on your mental health though. If you, I wouldn't even keep them at a arm's length if you can't handle that type of conversation because some people actually can't and it'll, it might like deteriorate their mental health. Because I've been there also and I think there's been instances, well, times where I should have been just cut off friendships because I needed yeah. to work on myself. So yeah. it just depends on where you are in life, I think. But people, I, I love when people take ownership, just taking ownership of mistakes and who you are and how you can move forward. You know, ownership is my favorite thing. <laughs> oh, I like that. Actually, that when you were saying, I just want people to take ownership that's what it's all about because none of us are perfect. <laughs> none of us. I, I don't care what robes you're wearing or what title you have as a president or whether you're a counselor, whether you're a parent, even there is no perfect person. And there's just this desire for we humans to always want to be right. Uh, and nations, as you know, that's why we're always in this constant state of war and rumors of war and low intensity conflicts, as well as hot ones, because the ownership saying, I am wrong. No, my God, don't, don't, don't say that because that takes away from who you are. Instead of saying, no, that actually adds to your character. Right. And that's part of that human dynamic that will be with us until the end of time, because it was there before anybody ever heard of Amika or Stu and before we were ever born, you know? Yeah. I don't know why I went all down there. I went all, you know, whatever, you know, whatever. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. There's a fine line between being honest with a friend um, or just being mean. Hey, by the way, what about that? Being honest with a friend or just being mean? Hmm. In theory, we should be able to be honest with friends, but do we always have to be honest with friends? Must everything always be, you know, even though we're friends, by the way, I didn't like the way you cooked the food. Oh, I didn't like the way you drove the car. I didn't like, and then if somebody says, well, yeah, what do you, what do you, but I'm just being honest with you. Well, is that always necessary? Yeah, I think it's 50% necessary, I would say. And I think you have to be smart and pick out pick out when to say things. Because you don't have to tell I don't know, actually. I was going to say, you don't have to tell me you don't like my driving. But if you're getting nauseous, I want to oh, be yeah. better. You True. know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but I think, I think there is a fine line between honest, being honest, brutally honest, and then being honest in the most loving way you can be. And so I think I try and be honest in a loving manner. I don't want to call you out, be like, you're doing X, Y, Z, and it's annoying. Just let you know how I feel. And, and hopefully we can have a mature conversation about things. I used to only be that way with romantic relationships. And then I learned that this is actually just a, a Something you have to do for relationships as a whole, family, friends, romantic, coworkers, bosses, you know, um, is the only way to move forward with any type of relationship you have is to just be honest and loving. And granted, no one's perfect and people are, might still take it wrong or people might not like feedback in general, no matter how loving you can say it, right? But I think that's a good... Um, just a tip just try and be as loving as you can with honesty because it still sometimes hurts oh it's still yeah i mean you know I, I i'm not one that likes criticism i 
I know, I, you know, we've all read books. We've all been to leadership schools, you know, constructive criticism. Man, I don't like criticism. Yeah. You know, somebody might be listening to this, this episode right now. It stinks. That's going to hurt my feelings. Right. Okay. Now tell me why it stinks and it may not hurt my feelings, but just don't right. say my stuff stinks. And I like what you said. Hey, maybe there's a reason to say your driving is making me nauseous. Do you want me to lose my cookies right. and my, you know, uh, mugu guy pan and, right. and my fried rice or whatever you just had last night in your you know car, you know, making pretty funky, especially during the summertime and say, Ew. Right yeah. <laughs> I think it's very important for people to know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, but you know, life happens and genuine friendships can endure gaps in communications, right? I mean, the idea that there's a gap, that's okay. You know, there's this guy, known him for five years, okay? Wonderful person. We hit it off. Hit it off. (laughs) Then literally late last year, nothing. I mean, crickets silence, et cetera. You know, we don't live in the same state or anything like that, although we once did. I mean, silence. I tried to contact him. I was texting him and I came up with the conclusion. The guy probably cut me off because I was smothering him, but I had never, I had no other perceptions to perceive other than it's got to be my fault. And and, and it's true. People like you and me, you know, and others, there are plenty of others. They're mourning people. They like to be cheerful, et cetera. We often will jump to the default I guess it's something I did. Yeah. So I remember sending that last text to him. I don't know if he read it or not because he probably fixed the thing so it doesn't show it. But I just let him know that maybe I've done something wrong and maybe I haven't. I just don't know since we haven't communicated. Right. But guess what? If it's something that you need space, then I totally understand that. I totally get it. My door is open whenever you want to come back, whether it's next month, two years, five years from now. It's open. Mm -hmm. And guess what? I kid you not. This week, I got a phone call that I thought was spam, but there was a voicemail and that was him. Good. And uh, so, and the door is open. Now, granted, you know, I'm very careful because it it cut deep, Mm -hmm. not a little bit because of my character, losing people that I really care about, that I call friend. Remember what I said? Mm -hmm. You can count them on maybe one or two hands. So, you know, you invest a lot in that just like you have with other people. So when those things are severed and you don't know why, it's like somebody took a little bit of skin out of you somewhere. So that really hurts. But he came back and true to my word, I'm happy that he's back, so to speak. And we're going to try to rekindle. The guy was going through some issues. Yeah, and it happened. So I didn't know. Right. That's the thing. Most of the time, we don't know what's on the other side, right? And and I, I'm like you, too. I leave the door open. I'm like, hey, come in whenever. I'm here. I'm happy. Mm, yeah. Mm. Well, Mika, I think we've had a wonderful discussion. It was fun. And, you know, I appreciate you being a guest co-host today because we're going to do this again, okay? This is Sounds absolutely good. interesting in your comments and all that and the humor. <laughs> and even though this is a very humorous episode, it's relatively light. We sort of dealt with some serious topics there, just yeah, the same. What do you think? I think so too. Sue, I think we killed it. Friendships, important, whether it's serious or not, because it's meant to be fun still. Friendships are, mm-hmm. you're supposed to have fun with friendships, but they're supposed to also be there for you when it's, when you're going through the tough, the tough times. 
And they will come and they always will. That's the nature of the beast. Thank you so much, Mika, for being on the show today. We're going to be doing this again. And for all the listeners out there, appreciate you listening. And of course, you can uh, download it wherever you subscribe uh, for your podcast. And mine will be there. This is Stuart Devine and co-host Mika. <laughs> Mika, via the vessel, Guterres, my guest co-host. In the meantime, take care. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to today's episode. As always, you can listen and subscribe to It's Not All Bad wherever you download your podcasts.